this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm listening to the House of Indy. Thank you for listening to another episode of the House of Indie. My name is Joey Galvez, and I have an amazing creator here. I have an independent creator who just literally just like within this last week that we are recording got picked up by Scout. And this is another and and I'm going to butcher your name. Adrian Kolarik, right? Uh, cleric. Cleric. See, see, I already messed it up. But welcome, okay. Adrian, to the show, uh, creator of Tracovi, right? Yes. Yes. How's it going, man? Uh, good. Thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for having me. I and I'm 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 absolutely sorry for butchering your names. I am notorious for doing that, man. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's not a problem. Like I um, <laughs> like. My, my, my first name is spelled so wonky um, that it's, it's, it's honestly, it's been a lifelong thing. My mother still, when she sends me birthday cards, spells my name wrong. My That's, own mother. And oh she's the one God. that, you know. Yeah. And she's the one that so, chose the spelling. This is just this, this water off a duck's ass. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, about Tracovi, man, because uh, because. Yeah. Uh, I heard about this obviously because you got picked up by Scout, um, mm-hmm. and and I read this book and I was like, dude, this artwork is awesome. It, 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 listen, I gotta talk to you about the artwork. Uh, if if I'm reading a book in bed next to my wife, who in number one hates comic books, right? And she <laughs> looks over and she says, oh, well, that's cool artwork, and says nothing else for the for the remainder of the night. <laughs> I think I think you hit this one out of the park. <laughs> this has been a weird thing. Um, you know, cause like, it's just, it's just how I draw. Right. And, uh, I didn't really, well, first of all, I didn't expect anyone to actually read the book. So, you know, to, to be at this point, um, is still absolutely shocking to me. And, um, but yeah, like the, um, like the, like the, the podcast I've been on and, and, you know, the comments, uh, on social media and all that, it's always been like a lot of it geared towards the artwork, which is kind of funny. Cause I just, just how I draw, I can't, um, uh, I can't do uh, I can't do corporate art, you know. Um, like I won't, I'm not gonna be doing you know I'm not gonna be doing the Daredevil run or anything, you know, in my lifetime kind of thing. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's all wrong. wrong with Although that. all this this would be really cool to see Daredevil in this in this style of of artwork. So tell me a little bit. So so what would you call your style of artwork? Uh, I, uh, <laughs> if you I gave it a so- name. <laughs> self self taught self taught um yeah it's just self taught i don't i really don't have i'm i'm horrible with um you know with 
with with giving labels uh, or describing any, anything art related. I'm awful with like people ask me like certain questions in regards to art. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. My knowledge, my knowledge is so when it comes to art history and eh. Well, what was cool about it is, um, and, and this might blow your socks off a little bit here. When I was looking through the artwork, it it it, it it's not ve- it's not exactly the same as this artist, uh, this creator, but it reminded me of of Stefano Cardicelli's type type of stuff. It was very very a lot. If if we were to group these two books together, they would probably be in the same kind of you know family. And and man and I don't know if you've seen his artwork and it's very very similar to kind of what you you do here and and uh, man people are loving that kind of stuff they love this chaotic style art artwork uh, uh, lately and and man I gotta tell you I used to not like it I used to be one of those guys that was like I don't know I, I have to be yeah, convinced but, yeah especially with comic books right um, I know for me like um, and I'm not I'm not picking on this title but like the the, the Department of Truth. Um, you know, I, I jumped into it right away. Cause I, I, I love, uh, you know, like, you know, growing up, uh, you know, kid in the eighties, whatever, you know, like California punk and, you know, dead Kennedy's, we always like the, uh, uh, like the, the, the Ronald Reagan, uh, motif, you know, and the whole, you know, um, gig posters and stuff like, there you go. Um, so, uh, so, um, you know, to see this department of truth and like the whole where I'm like, this is, this is, this is exactly what I want, but I found, um, you know, I added to my profile. Uh, the more I, I read each issue, the harder it became to read. I guess, like, uh, like I found like the artwork. The artwork was is beautiful, um, but it was almost too chaotic to focus enough on the story. And and um, so yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. So it's a little. I, I guess that's why when I um, you know started doing the book. Um, a lot of doubt, right? Because it's like, you know, you always think I should, you know, you always think you should be drawing a particular way, right? You know, like you'll, you look at Marvel and DC and again, too, I, I just, somebody coined it, like it's like a uh, uh, corporate illustration and it just stuck in my head, right? The, like the last few months, right? And it's like, I, and I just, I knew I could not reach that level of, of accuracy and all that. And it, it took a, it, it took a little bit to kind of like finally decide, well, I'll just do what I do and then, figure it out later yeah yeah so so tell me a little bit about this book before we get into like the nitty-gritty of that stuff because i really do want to get into the creative process give me a quick log line of of Trikovi really quick for the people who haven't read it yet so Trikovi is a story of a slovenian thug taking light contract work in the northern canadian city of edmonton which is where i am uh, so it's a real city and um, and basically the story kicks off uh, a, a botched heist that results in a, in a school bus explosion. And then basically Tricovi's world uh, just slowly unravels at that point. And, and that's exactly what what happens here. I read I was actually able to read the first two issues at first. I was like, oh, I was like, what the heck is going on here? But once you get into the story <laughs> a little bit more, you kind of get this feel a, a, as you uh, develop the characters. And literally, I got to tell you, by the by the end of the first issue, I was wanting to peel open. And I told myself, I'm just going to read issue one just to kind of familiarize myself a little bit. I read mm-hmm. issue two and I couldn't get enough. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that. Cause like, um, so, uh, because I, like I, I, you know, I did a self published run, uh, cause I ran a Kickstarter. And so, you know, I printed off like, you know, a couple hundred copies. Uh, so like, uh, in Edmonton, uh, you know, I, I'm set up at a few shops and, uh, really like every shop is like, well, 
you know, the people that came in, grabbed issue one, came back like the next day for issue two. Right. So, which is, which is good. And um, because like they were both written at the same time, right. It was actually supposed to be like one, like jumbo size debut, I guess. Um, but there was just a, a natural um, cutoff uh, that was able to split it up into, uh, into two issues. Yeah. It, and <laughs> it's, it's really cool. Cause um, the story at first, at first I got it. I'm going to tell you the truth here. When I first read this, I was like, oh, this is really brutal. And I'm reading this right before bedtime. And then I was just, but like you said, <laughs> I got into it and I couldn't get enough. And I wanted some more. So how many issues is this going to run for? Okay. So, um, so we determined that's going to be five issues for this uh, particular story arc, uh, which is called uh, Blind Faith. And then, um, and then we'll see after that. Um, uh, I know my, my editor, my editor uh, that's got assigned to me, um, uh, just that he basically asked us if like, um, you know, if we can draw any more stories uh, past this, this storyline. Um, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, you know, I'll take it. Um, but no, yeah. So like I said, uh, right now it's, it's five issues. Can we expect some redemption for, for Tracovi? I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. L- listen, you know, to be honest. So like I have, um, uh, like I'm, I'm well into issue three and then I have notes for issue four and five, um, you know, cause I don't really work. Um, I don't, I don't do my scripts uh, uh, formally from start to finish. Um, so basically I just kind of have notes and then I know exactly where certain people are going to end up. Um, and then um, except for, for Tricovi himself, I'm, I'm still kind of working out his, uh, um, uh, his, uh, play in 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 this storyline i was reading an article and um and and that they that they i think it was like the local newspaper or something like that wrote on you when you were talking about these books and they came out and uh you talked they talked a little bit about how you 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 literally put your hometown into this story man so tell me a little bit about Mm -hmm. that when i when i started the comic uh about two two and a half years ago um a lot of research but you know i mean you you start reading everything you start reading about how people go about things and all that Mm -hmm. and you know, like the, the how to's and, you know, this one person had this, um, you know, whole thing about world building and, you know, uh, you know, draw a map of, of the world that your comic is going to be, you know, mm-hmm. situated. And I just, I just didn't interest me at all. And, um, I came across a, um, an article, um, with Sarah Jessica Parker of all people, and she's discussing, you know, sex in the city. And she was commenting how, um, it's just a, like a, um, just a, a mention of how <clears throat> the city of New York, uh, was the fifth character, uh, you know, in the series. And I thought, well, that's, yeah, you know, in, in it, I watched Sex and the City, actually, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, hey, I'm, I'm not embarrassed to say I'm a fan. The, movie, the movies are terrible, and the current show is absolutely atrocious, but, you know, we, we were – we were big fans of you. <laughs> I, I swear I was not going to ask you. I was not going to ask you about, and uh, what's it called? And then there's that or whatever it's called. <laughs> it's so bad. I can't remember it now. Know, and then, and, and just like that. And, and just, just like, like that. that right? That's what it calls. And what a horrible, um, listen, no, what a horrible title for, for a show. Number uh, one. Oh, it's just, you know, we're, 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 listen, I'm not like, you know, just because I got like two books, whatever, uh, in the can, you know, uh, I'm not an expert on writing, but my Lord, <laughs> The writing oh, and no. after each episode, I go to my wife. I'm like, "How did this get signed off?" It's just <laughs> we know. Anyway, we know exactly anyway. why. Green. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's why. So, anyway, 
Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so um, so it just right away just dawned on me that you know what, um, uh, let's keep it local. Let's 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 use a background, a world that I know, and uh, and also too, it's like you know, uh, in my head, uh, I'm like, this book is never gonna get past Edmonton city limits, right? So I'm just gonna focus on on the local, uh, make a couple of copies, and then that's it you know almost treat like um you know like a zine right and um so yeah so i had my certain spots that you know that i frequent and uh you know i'm very familiar with and then just um it just just went from there and it it, it just kind of helps makes it a little more authentic and um and also too, i like to um i like to involve uh people that follow me right so like i, I post a lot of like work in progress and you know uh and um, to have their environment included um, in the book, uh, you know, especially local, right? Because you always, like, for me, it's like, I always find you want to try to, like, build up, you know, your most, like, fan base or, or support, you know, where you are, right, in your in your hometown. And, uh, yeah, and, and like I said, people just kind of latched onto it and got excited about it because, you know, you know, they can see themselves, you know, in front of, you know, in front of this place, it's almost like a novelty now. Like, you know, we're, we're joking about how, you know, if this book ever gets to a certain point, you know, we can have Tricobi tours, you know, we'll just rent a bus, like in, you know, big trouble, little China. And it will just kind of hit up all these, <laughs> hit up all these spots and, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm all about that all day long. <laughs> so um, let me talk to you a little bit. So, so have you been able to do hit, like do the con circuit yet? No. No, because um, I know you've well, hit, up, hit up an expo out there, right? You know what? And that's where the book actually really started was the Edmonton Expo uh, in 2019. And, and that was actually my first con that I did. Because um, I would do like, you know, like, like, you know, like as an artist and that, like I, I, I did, um, you know, a lot of like markets and stuff like that with prints and, and, and you know, so I, I took my prints. Uh, it, was, it was like fan art, right? Um, you know, but it was like, it was like, you know, known uh, heroes and villains in, in everyday uh setups like you know dr doom making a sandwich or galactus pouring <laughs> a cup of coffee you know what i mean just like yeah you know kitschy kitschy stuff right so anyway so i went to the Edmonton expo thinking i would have a pretty good weekend and it was like the, the slowest weekend i've ever had you know i was getting absolutely blown away by this girl who was selling you know manga arts and uh across from me was a guy who's selling handmade uh coffee mugs and he was having an amazing weekend and i it was just like you know tumbleweeds on my side so yeah so anyway so i just uh i took the time and i just i started writing the uh the first uh the first draft you would have never thought mugs would have been selling you out dude <laughs> we, you know what I, I was sitting like kind of in the middle of the aisle with a bunch of other artists and um everyone's like well how's your weekend and and, and it was everyone's like this is like the worst weekend of my life i'm like go check out my neighbor and so this guy's got like this little lineup going for these mugs and it was just, that's crazy. Anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> so did you take some notes of, uh, of his salesmanship? <laughs> uh, actually, no, I, I based, uh, one of the main characters off him. His name is Jim. Awesome. And, and Jim, Jim was a former pastor in, uh, in Minnesota, I believe. So yeah. So he's in the that's, book. 
That's hilarious. Yeah. I love that. That's where uh, the origin of Gem came from. Okay, so let, let's take yeah. a small break here. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about that. We'll talk a little bit about the, the creative process. We'll get into a little bit more of the characters because you have some cr- crazy, wacky characters in here. And and I want to I wanna open up the door to, to talking to those, about those guys. So when we come back, we'll talk to uh, Adrian a little bit more. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back to the show. I'm still here with my buddy, Adrian. And I'm going to call you my buddy because I feel like we've been talking for a little bit. And uh, and I think we were having a good time. So, uh, <laughs> so how's it going, man? Let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the characters. You before the break, you did talk about how you based uh, Pastor Jim off of the guy who sold you out at a con. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah. So so Jim, um, he was just an, an absolute character. Uh, so Jim being, uh, he was just a, a, a pastor, um, a former pastor, um, you know, who uh, I guess adopted like a dozen kids and was just like, you know, just like was the nicest guy ever. And, uh, you know, as he was like, you know, in between breaks of like, you know, selling like, you know, about 30 mugs, um, you know, I would kind of chat him up and then, you know, we got to a point where it's like, uh, you know, I'm like, you're going to be in my book. And then as it kind of went further, I got more comfortable. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to put you like in cut off jeans, you know, just high, 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 whatever jeans. I'm just, I'm, I'm laying out this whole story, Adam. And it's almost like, it was almost like a little bit of revenge on my end, um, you know, because, because here this guy was, is absolutely cleaning up. So his son was there and I was explaining the, the story to his son and he was just dying. Like, you know, so, um. So yeah, Jim was Jim was a big he was a big catalyst in, in really getting the the uh, story going. That's absolutely hilarious <laughs> because I don't know if you you uh, you want to want to explain what Jim looks like if to those people who are listening who have not been able to see the book yet. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's what I wanted him to be was just this um, you know this kind man, right? You know, and I uh, Jim Jim has um, you know Jim has quite the story arc. Mm, and which, okay. you know, I think you've, you read chapter two, right? Yes, I did. So, so you, you know, you, you kind of see where Jim is, uh, mm. you know, is developing. Right. So, yeah. uh, he's actually a, a pretty big character. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I wanted to have him start out, you know, as just that, uh, just that kind moral compass, you know, like just that, that foundation, uh, you know, in, in, in Tricobi's life, you wanted to like, you know, I want to develop like sympathy for the character, um, you know, basically just a, 
a relationship, uh, you know, uh, with him. So if anything happens to him or whatnot, you know, there's a little bit more of an impact, uh, you know, is any of your other characters based off of anybody in real life? Yeah. So, um, so Tricobi, uh, Tricobi's based, uh, on my, uh, loosely off my grandfather, who's a Slovenian, uh, immigrant, uh, and then kind of like a smattering of like other, like I grew up, um, um, with my grandparents who are both Slovenian immigrants. And, um, so, uh, growing up, we, we call ourselves Yugoslavians, right. You know, until like the, the, the war, you know, and all that. So, and I, I still kind of refer to myself as Yugoslavian. So anyway, so I was within that community of like, you know, Serbians, Croatians, you know, we had, it was, a, it was an Eastern block basically, you know, in, in our neighborhood. And so, uh, so Chakrovi is, is sort of like, uh, just a combination of, of just like a, a group of people oh. hilarious because because uh, uh i knew uh, a couple of guys like that. <laughs> like not super super because because i feel like like jacoby's like over the top but his his very his very his demeanor his his uh character it definitely definitely um you know uh, feels a lot like a handful of guys that that i knew back in the day <laughs> well you know and the challenge too right now is i'm finding is um I think people right away assume, you know, that, you know, he's like, uh, like a Russian character, right? Like they look at the name and they kind of like, you know, like, you know, some of like, you know, the quintessential, you know, whatever rusty, right? So, you know, they think, you know, there's gonna be this whole vodka thing. He's going to say bro, like tracksuit mafia, you know, and that kind of thing. But I'm hoping like, you know, once people kind of read and all that, you know, they'll kind of get a sense that it's not that stereotypical, um, whatever like like a clear alcohol kind of thing right so yeah. uh smokes a lot um but you know that's a european thing right um and uh, and then yeah and then his dialogue too a lot of his dialogue is really based off real life dialogue that i grew up with you know so uh, um and that and the thing too uh if you noticed is um he basically speaks slovenian throughout the whole well, the first two issues, right? A smattering of like, you know, uh, uh, broken English and all that. But yeah, it, it's, um, yeah, it's right off the bat. He, everything he says is translated from Slovenian. And and the funny thing is like, everybody in the book that interacts with him just goes with it, you know? So there's no, so and somebody asked me on another show, it's like, well, how do people understand him? You know, if he's just speaking Slovenian. And I said, well, it's actually, uh, it's actually a nod to Ocean's uh, Eleven, actually the Ocean series, um, the George Clooney versions, uh, where they have uh, the the Asian character, and he speaks uh, whatever dialect. I don't know if it's Mandarin or, or Cantonese, and they just go with it. They just go with it. He'll have this whole dialogue in in in, in this language, and Brad Pitt's like, okay, yeah, but you know, and he replies back like it's you know, you know, like. Was it on it? So yeah, I love I love it because when I was reading it, and, and and it's very clear because when you are reading uh, his his words when he's speaking in his language, it's very it's it's clear, precise, and you know exactly what he's saying. But when you he goes into broken English, it's very much broken English, and and you can tell. Mm-hmm. I love the way you even wrote him ha- or have uh, have an accent, and it definitely gives me that that uh, that difference and in, in that difference in feel and something just so simple like that uh is very powerful in in a book like that because and i feel like a lot of it is you know simplifying your story and and sometimes you kind of over overdo it so how did how did you kind of do that did you simple like how crazy was it before and how how many times did you have to simplify the story 
Ah, uh, it took a couple of drafts. Yeah, I, I had a friend here uh, kind of help me through that. Just kind of like read and, and sort of ask a lot of questions like, why is so-and-so doing this? Why is so-and-so doing that? And then, um, you know, kind of once I figured that out, then it was like the, the dialogue thing. That's I was really trying to figure out how to do this, right? And um, again, too, just research, just kind of seeing what other people did. And then, um, but yeah, trying to jump from like the, you know, the, the well-articulated Slovenian to the broken English. That was more so just kind of like playing off of, um, you know, just, just like, again, the people I grew up with, right? Like, you know, our neighbor would, like, he would speak like so eloquently, you know, in, in his Serbian dialect. And then you go into English and it was just like, you know, boom, 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 you know, this sort of like a choppy, uh, whatever. Right. So yeah. Yeah. That, that's so it, it took, um, yeah, it just, just basically just drawing back on, on, on past, uh, experiences <laughs> and I, I love i love that you um explained it in a in a sound <laughs> because because that's that it, wow. and i and i got it perfectly i know exactly what you were talking about because i felt it but w- w- did you did you have these characters always in your head you know for the longest time and then you had to finally get in on the page or how did this i guess what i'm asking is how did this come about yeah so um so really um when so this goes back to when I was doing uh, these markets, you know, and I would be drawing uh, like fan art and stuff like that. So one of the characters I had drawn was um, uh, was kind of like this chubby, you know, chubby Yugoslavian guy with mustache and, uh, you know, the red tracksuit. And then he had a Spider-Man mask on, but he wore like a toque. Um, uh, and anyway, so I call him. His name was Peter Petrovich. So I did a little bit of, you know, art, you know, a little fan art with this fictional character, Peter Petrovich. And anyway, so... I- I needed an antagonist for for Peter, and so I was really into uh, collecting old Strange Tales uh, books, and um, I'm always fascinated by like the classic Hydra outfits. Um, you know, so I'm like, well, I need a Hydra agent, you know, my own Hydra guy, right? And so, so I drew, uh, you know, so I drew Peter like in the classic Spider-Man uh, swinging pose, and I was going to have somebody underneath his arm, and so I drew this thug, which happened to be, you know, Tricovi. Um, and he was like my 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 thug, and so I then I was kind of thinking like you know about writing a book, and I was actually going to do a book on on Peter, so it was going to be Peter Petrovich, right? Um, but I just I just ended up I kind of like the look of Tricovi. Um, I thought you know um, you know it'd be a fun cosplay, and um, and then yeah, and, and so he was really the starting point, and it was like trying to find the name was the biggest thing, right? So. Uh, so like I said, this is 2019, like in the, the summer. And so, uh, again, too, I was just trying to avoid like the whole Russian thing, you know, and that. And so I just started looking in, into like just some, Slo- I Google translated a whole bunch of like words uh, from English to Slovenian. And then so Tricovi, uh is, uh, is Slovenian for uh, like tape or ribbon, uh, which it basically refers to like a piece of fabric that uh, uh, that tailors use to add like stripes like on, uh, on, on clothing. So it worked out great because he had the stripes and all that. So, um, so that's where his name came from. And then once I established that he was going to be the main character, uh, then it was just like, I just kind of added as I went, uh, you know, meeting people like Jim. Uh, and then, you know, from Jim, then it's just like, just basically like, it's almost just like cooking, right. Just kind of yeah. slowly and ingredient here and there. And then, you know, 
yeah, people start showing up. Such a perfect analogy about creating comic books because it is. And and everybody has a different recipe for the same dish, right? And it doesn't mean that uh, that it, that one person can do it one way and and another person could do it another way and it's beautiful oh, yeah. both ways. And I oh, love that. You know what's it's funny you mentioned that like and and I'm looking forward to like it's funny now it's like um you know I'm at the point now where it's like like I'm getting people asking questions on how the process works, right? Which is funny because like two years ago, I was like asking like a, a couple of um, guys that I follow questions, right? Um, because I was so obsessed when I started and when I when I was getting to the point where I was ready to start drawing this out properly and all that, I was so obsessed with like how the process works, right? You know what I mean? Like how the pages were laid out, how they be scanned, how they be colored and so forth, right? And so, you know, uh, so I kind of read, uh, basically I was looking at, uh, looking into how to videos really. And then, you know, so I would buy like the, um, uh, the pads of, uh, you know, like the large uh, pads that had like the, the layouts, like the bleed lines and all that. And I'm like, well, then I, I gotta get some blue pencils. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm trying, I'm trying to draw everything all nice, you know, cause I'm seeing these guys selling these pages at, at comic cons and all that. Right. And my God, it was just like absolute torture. I, cause like, I like to, you know, it's probably the fine artist to me, you know, I just, I need a little more freedom and, um, you know, and then, you know, I, so I just like ended up, uh, uh, scrapping that and just drawing things just on rough pieces of paper, like just recycled photocopy paper, scanning it into Photoshop and then moving everything around and then laying everything out, uh, in that way. So, but anyway, for anyone that's starting out or whatever, it's like, no way is the right way that's one thing that's one thing i've learned you know what i mean so if you have a certain way that works for you then just just have at her you know because like at the end you know like you know we all reach that 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 look at the ends like you know the end product but how you get there i don't i don't care yeah and, and i love that you that you say that you've you tried it the traditional ways first and and, and i think that that that's key sometimes because you know if you're starting out listen i started this show because i wanted to get a little bit of insight into how to create a comic book because maybe eventually i wanted to create a comic book right and mm-hmm. and and so so i've got these stories in my head and and and, and i've been tr- trying to talk to a lot of handful of people like you did to reach out to guys and stuff to help me out and they're like oh yeah do this this is do this do that and i'm and i try it i'm like just i just can't it just doesn't fit in with me and my process. And, yeah. and I'm still trying to figure out where that process lays that, that is going to fit mm-hmm. with me. And, and, and it's absolutely uh, uh, crazy sometimes, but, but I love that you said that you tried the, the traditional ways first and then you figured out your own way. And I feel like that's the, sometimes a lot of us go through it that way. You know, you try the traditional ways and then you go and you figure out your own way and you still come to the same conclusion. And I, and I love it. Yeah. And you know, and I think, um, I think that actually like deters people from going further with their, with their projects, which is sad because there's probably books and stories out there that we'll probably never see that are, I'm sure brilliant, you know, but unfortunately like, you know, like, like creatives can be pretty sensitive, you know, it doesn't take much to knock us down. And, um, you know, um, some people, I, you know, you, you, you can easily get discouraged, you know, um, but like I said, as soon as you find your comfort zone, 
and realize that it's okay. That's all I got to know. Whatever you do, it's okay. Just as long as it looks like a comic book at the end of the day, have at it. Yeah, I I agree. And and yeah, it, it, it can be a little sad because there could be stories out there that people are sitting on that aren't going to the page yet because they're, they're just, they're just, you know, overwhelmed or it's just, it's get out there and do it. Right. Just, just that's find find your own process. And I love yeah, that. You don't know where it's going to end up. Honestly, it's just, just do it, do it. Cause you want to do it. And then if, if it ends up somewhere, great, if it doesn't, great, you know, at least, you know, at least, at least you did it. Right. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah. Like, I mean, when I, when I started this, I just, I've always wanted to do a comic. Like, I mean, I did one in grade nine, uh, for, uh, for an English assignment, you know, and it, it was almost done actually. It was almost done. So, um, but I always knew I was going to do a comic one day, but I wasn't ready technically, you know I mean? I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't confident enough in my drawing, uh, and, uh, and I want to do other things too, you know, like I, I want to do collage work. I wanted to, you know, I designed furniture for a little bit. Uh, I did everything under the sun. It's like I avoided comics for the longest time. Right. I, I was going to get to it. Right. You know, it was like that leaky faucet. I'll get to it. Right. And then eventually, eventually I got to it and now it's like, you know, I'm just, I'm just comfortable where I'm at. You know, I'm at the, I'm at that age too, where it's like, I've done enough, you know, other you know, things in the art world uh, that I'm sort of, I'm satisfied with. So now this is what I want to do. I want to, I want to write stories and, and, you know, see where it goes. Well, man, I feel like this is where you belong. (laughs) Bring us, get us. We want, (laughs) we want more amazing works. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to (laughs) say. Okay. I got, I got one. I got, I, maybe I got a couple last questions here, but uh, um, uh, that, that, that ninth grade comic book, are we going to see it ever? No, uh, no, absolutely not. My, my daughter, uh, she's a university. She's like, dad, this book can never surface. Right. It can never surface. Like it was, um, uh, grade nine. So this is like in the eighties. Times were different back then. Oh yeah. You know, um, we were like, um, you know, this is, uh, during the whole, um, uh, cinematic ninja, uh, heyday, the golden years, the Shokasu years, right? You know what I mean? And then, you know, Big Trouble in Little China. And um, so it was uh, It was a book based on, on uh, basically, I, I had an Asian uh, a superhero group. Um, um, yeah, so it was, uh, but I, I kind of drew it almost like in the veins of the Flintstones, you know? So it wasn't you know, it's just something that's no one's ever gonna see. Yeah. No one's ever gonna see. I'm gonna put a little <laughs> nod to it in in one of the the Tricobi books, just a slight little nod, and that's it's just gonna just die there. Yeah. Oh man, I, I want to wow. see this. I want something. I want no, something. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's pretty. I was like, what, thirteen? I mean, you know, it's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. All right, all right. Maybe I got another question here about uh, somebody that we're going to see. Are we going to see Peter Petrovic in the story? And I and I butchered his name even. <laughs> I will see because like I write every book as I go, mm-hmm. um, because things change, right? The world changes. You know, yeah. you change. You know, your lifestyle or yeah, things are always changing around you, right? So you try to reflect it, you know, uh, in your work, right? So mm-hmm. I just try to kind of get loose, and then you know, we'll see. 
I love that. I love that. Man, I feel like we can go on and on forever and talk a little bit more about this stuff, uh, that, which means you, you'll just have to come back, man. <laughs> I would love to. Yeah, this is awesome. I really yeah. appreciate it. Oh, awesome, awesome. All right, well, let everybody know where they can find you on social media and all that good stuff. Okay, so on Instagram, uh, so I have my personal uh, uh, site where you see a lot of uh, processed shots, so that's at ThinkItem, uh, which is also on on. On, on Twitter, and then um, kind of like the main uh, focus on the Chikobi book is uh, three press comics. So the number three press uh, comics, uh, both on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Awesome, awesome! And make sure you guys keep an eye out for this one at Scout very soon. It just got picked up, so 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 just give it a little time. It needs a little bit of time to get into your guys's hands and on the shelves, but we are excited. It's getting published through a publisher and out there for more people to see and and what a wonderful thing and man adrian we uh, this was a blast i'm glad to have you here uh thanks for listening to the house of indie right here exclusively on the geek collective and ag radio network uh adrian uh it was a pleasure man thanks very much appreciate it thank you we'll see you guys next time